Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. You know, a good Western story told well is simply the best. And I have to go on record that Val Kilmer got the shaft for not receiving the Academy Award for his portrayal of Doc Holliday. It was just a downright stinking shame. We've all heard the line that the result of hating is like taking poison and expecting the other guy to die. As Socrates said, from the deepest desires often come the deadliest hate. In that great movie Tombstone, as Doc Holliday appears to be dying in his bed and Wyatt Earp is mustering the courage to face Johnny Ringo in a gunfight, he asked Doc about the eventual encounter, saying, I can't beat him, can I, Doc? Doc responds with a simple, no. What makes a man like Ringo, Doc? What makes him do the things he does? Holiday responds, a man like Ringo has got a great big hole right in the middle of him. He can never kill enough or steal enough or inflict enough pain to ever fill it. Wyatt asks, what does he need? Holiday responds, revenge. For what? asked Wyatt. Being born. Some men think it fashionable to quote lines such as Mark Twain's who said, go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. As if joking about hell is simply a manly thing not a deadly thing. Like poison, some corrosive acids work fast, some work slow. Walter White is known to many as a man who had a critical illness and needed to make some cash for his family. The high school chemistry teacher turned into a drug maker in the TV series Breaking Bad. And at one point in the fictional series, he was faced with the problem of disposing of some gangsters' bodies. So the neophyte drug maker suggested using hydrofluoric acid to dissolve the bodies and commissioned his accomplice, Jesse, to administer the task. Well, Jesse places the first body in his household bathtub and whilst wearing gloves and a face mask, adds the acid. When the two partners next meet up at the end of the day, the acid is eaten through the bottom of the bathtub. They arrive just in time to witness the floorboards give way, releasing all the ghastly contents into the household corridor below. Rarely do you find in life that hatred, revenge, or simple solutions to your problems ever alleviate the original concerns. Instead, they just exacerbate them. They just knock you off your self-made fence that you've built between your own heaven and hell. Or as Johnny Cash wrote, how well I have learned that there is no fence to sit on between heaven and hell. There is just a deep, wide gulf, a chasm, and in that chasm is no place for any man. Biblical battles foreshadowed the battles for our souls. When Joshua battled the Amalekites, his forces won as long as Moses kept his hands raised to heaven. Do any of you have a mother-in-law who kept praying for you until you gave in? David is told not to attack the Philistines until he can hear the Lord's army marching in the tops of the balsam trees. Has the Lord ever asked you to wait for him? Gethsemane was the scene of the ultimate battle. Not my will, but thine, cried the Lord. But we read in Mark that when the risen Lord first meets the eleven apostles together after his resurrection, he upbraided them for their unbelief, not believing in the testimony 
of those who had seen the risen Lord with their own eyes. Afterward, the Holy Spirit comes, and now these eleven will go to their deaths proclaiming the gospel. Thankfully, we can also say, Come Holy Spirit, now as well. We are stubborn creatures, to say the least. We want easy fixes, quick answers, and simple solutions. But there are no shortcuts in life. We have to run the race, engage in the battle. So run in such a way that you may win, as Paul told us. Legendary football coach Nick Saban recently released a lecture he gave on the importance of nothing, saying, when you get up in the morning, you're entitled to nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline, don't execute, don't have focus, what do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent, not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? Nothing. So, nothing is acceptable but your best. Building on positive performance, that is the only thing there should be. Nothing else but that. None of this can take place, of course, at its best form if you're angry, hateful, and filled with a burden of revenge. Somehow Doc managed to get there first. Ringo saw him approaching and thinking it was Wyatt Earp muttered, Well, I didn't think you had it in you. Doc looked up from underneath the brim of his hat, taking a long drag off his half-burnt cigarette and said, I'm your huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like someone just walked over your grave. Sometimes the good guys lose. Sometimes evil seems to win. Sometimes we are perplexed by this all-too-wrong type of ending. A man once told me that if Jesus would just appear to him, he would hands down believe in Jesus Christ as the only Son of God. What could we say then to the man who has an even deeper belief, who has not shared such an encounter? Would his faithful belief now be lessened? Would faith, hope, and love be merely a gratuity, a splash that occurs only after seeing with our own eyes, thus losing all value? Or do we all have a chance to encounter God through faith, hope, and love equally, so we might see a greater purpose, believe a greater outcome, reach a greater home? Doc fired first. He was clearly the quicker man. Or was he the man with the greatest love versus the man with the greatest hate? You know, deceivers always try to make their story so much more lush and fragrant. But as Doc taunted the evil one, hatred was no daisy after all. Mark writes to us, They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they arrived, they saw the stone had already been removed. And when they entered the tomb, a young man dressed in white was sitting beside the slab where the body had been laid. He said, You are looking for Jesus. He is not here. Go tell his disciples and Peter. He will meet with them in Galilee, as he said. Well, they fled in terror and amazement. And all that had been commanded them, they told briefly to those around Peter. Luke writes, Oh, how foolish you are and slow of heart 
to believe all that the prophets have declared. When he was at table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.